Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now, here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, I got a question from a listener last week that was just a very simple question, and it said, what happens when you run out of your long-term care insurance? And this is a great question, because if you listen to the show, you're going to hear us talking about different clients of the week. And every week we bring in, you know, they have six years of coverage, or they have a lifetime of benefits, or they have a few years of coverage. Well, most people out there don't realize when we're buying long-term care insurance, we're not just buying like permanent health insurance that goes on forever. What you're doing is you're designing a bucket of money. And so you can say, I want that bucket of money to give me $5,000 a month, and I want that to last me two years or four years or six years or a lifetime. So a lot of the plans that are out there today, people will have picked coverage for maybe two or three years. And this listener said, well, what happens when you run out of your long-term care insurance? Well, it's pretty simple. And this is what happened to my grandmother. My grandmother was in a long-term care situation. She had actually had a shared care policy with her husband at the time. So they each had two years of coverage, meaning that if they went on claim and they pulled out their maximum benefit, it would last them about two years. Well, she used all of hers and she used all of his. It was a shared care so she could dip in, use his. She used both of those buckets of money up in about about five years and she was on claim in a long-term care situation for pretty close to six years. So really what happens in that situation is you start spinning your assets down. And you're going to spend your assets down and if you run out of your assets, you're going to end up on Medicaid. Medicaid is the safety net program. So this is where about half of Americans start out. They, they don't have any significant savings. And so when they end up in long-term care situations, if their family's not going to provide that care for them and they need government help, they end up on Medicaid. So that's the safety net program. Medicaid is a huge expense for the federal and the state governments because they share this cost. So whether you have long-term care insurance or not, when you run out of resources, what you're going to do is you're going to file for help for Medicaid and you're going to turn your income over. You will have to spend all your assets down before you qualify. And again, most people don't have a lot of assets, so they're going to run out of that. But if you do have a long-term care insurance policy, you're going to say, well, I had two years of coverage. That means that maybe your policy pays for those first two years of coverage. But after that, you will have to spend your assets down. And then if you run out of money, you're going to end up on the Medicaid system. So Medicaid, you know, is just, uh, it's a big deal. And back in the 1980s, it became apparent that the country faced a looming financial disaster as the population continued to age. The baby boomers made up one of the largest blocks of the population ever. And they, you know, they would all be aging into retirement basically over the same 16-year time span. And so we were going to have 10,000 people a day turn 65, and then that rate was going to continue for 16 years. So the writing was on the wall that a lot of these people were not prepared, and that was going to put a big, big burden on Medicaid. So the government commissioned a study by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation to figure out and you know, analyze this problem. What do we need to do? How do we help stop this disaster, this financial disaster that's, that's looming off in the future? So the answer that the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation came up with um, – was to have states promote the purchase of private long-term care insurance as the first payer of care, meaning that when you went into a long-term care situation, you had insurance that would move that burden over to a private insurance company that would then start paying you that, that monthly benefit. And then what would happen is Medicaid would step in and be the second payer, meaning that if you exhaust that bucket of money, then Medicaid would Basically, you would end up on Medicaid, but you were on Medicaid you know, a few years later, so you weren't draining as much money out of the Medicaid, out of the government system. So in theory, this would delay the need for individuals to access those public benefits right out of the gate, and the insurance companies would provide some of that coverage initially you know, when they started their long-term care journey. The proposal by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation came out in the late 1980s. It was not met with you know, everybody clapping their hands saying, oh, this is a great idea. In fact, many lawmakers were hesitant to, to do adopt this. They just didn't see private insurance as an answer to government problems. 
So this isn't a political point, but if you you, you got to understand the aisle, which side of the aisle you're on. There's some people that want government to be the answer for everything, and there's some people that don't. So we had a lot of politicians that said, ah, that doesn't make sense having insurance, you know, private insurance to be rewarding people to go out and buy private insurance or trying to encourage them. But they proceeded with moving forward with what Robert Wood Johnson Foundation said. And basically, this is where we came up with the state partnership program or what we call the partnership program. The idea was to get consumers to buy long-term care insurance policy from a private insurance company that meets certain guidelines. There had to be a certain amount of coverage. The states could choose this, but the idea was, again, have some minimum amount of coverage that if somebody goes out and buys through a private company. Then when the consumer ends up in a long-term care situation, that individual is going to be able to spend that long-term care insurance down. And if they spend all of that money down and they exhaust that policy, then the consumer would apply for Medicaid. And this is going to make Medicaid, quote-unquote, the second payer. So it's going to delay the need for those public funds. And what they were going to do is allow people to protect assets from the spend-down requirements. So let's go back here for a second. My grandmother, if she would have had a state partnership program, would have exhausted her policy like she did. She would have then been able to just go and apply for Medicaid and protect assets, meaning that she didn't have to spend all of her money down before she qualified for that Medicaid. So there are two ways that the states could do this. Number one was the dollar-for-dollar model, and that's the most common model out there today. We'll learn a little bit more about that in a minute. But dollar for dollar says that if you had that insurance, so again, picture long-term care insurance as a bucket of money. Let's say it was $200,000. You spent all of your insurance down, and then you needed help. You would file for Medicaid. Medicaid would come in and say, you can keep $200,000 of your assets or protect those assets equal to the amount that the insurance company paid out on your behalf. Where without that, you would have to spend your assets down as a single individual to pretty close to $2,000 in most states. It's right about $2,000 is what the cutoff, saying you can have $2,000 of liquid assets and everything else has to be spent down first before Medicaid's going to start paying. So dollar for dollar was just whatever insurance was paid out for you, you could protect an equal amount of assets if you went exhausted your policy and you needed help from Medicaid. The second way, the second model, and some states did this, was total asset protection model, meaning that you could protect all of your assets. And what these states did is they came in and they said, you have to buy a specific amount of insurance. And as long as you have that insurance and you have the inflation rider or whatever they wanted on it, then if you exhausted that policy, you could protect all of your assets. You could just go straight to Medicaid. So if you still had a million dollars of assets, you got to keep your million dollars and you got to go on to Medicaid. So that was really the model, how it was designed again. So Robert Wood Johnson Foundation said, let's encourage people to buy private long-term care insurance, make them the first record. Let's encourage them by allowing them to protect assets from the spin-down rules of Medicaid should they exhaust their policy, meaning they use all of their benefits. And so that was the idea of it. Now, there were six states that were originally going to do this. We got four states that started out the partnership program, Connecticut, New York, California, and Indiana. The other two, Iowa and Maryland, were working on theirs when the program basically imploded. And so what happened to the insurance? So remember, this was the late 80s. The state partnership program started coming out in the early 90s. Well, Robert Waxman, a Democrat out of California, basically killed the original program by adding an amendment to the Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act of 1993, which disallowed future waivers by the Health and Human Service Department and required states to implement implement, I'm sorry, in a state recovery program. So basically what he was saying is that you could no longer protect assets in the future. You couldn't waive that right to go back in there. So if you went on Medicaid as a single person, you pass away and you die, they're going to come back and they're going to, you know, if you have a house, they're going to attach a lien on that and they're going to try to collect uh, money out of that house, out of the value of the property of the house. So basically you could not protect your assets. You could protect them on the front end, meaning that You know, if you had that $200,000 long-term care insurance policy and then you went on claim, you could file for Medicaid and they say, well, you can keep $200,000 of assets, but as soon as you died, then they would come back in and try to recapture those. That's what the the act that Robert uh, Robert Waxman basically killed, the partnership program. So this kind of basically just blew this program up, you know, And, and so in the early 90s, we only had, you know, a few states that were doing that, those four original states. 
Then they started doing study. And in study after study after study, it showed that the plan that Robert Wood Johnson Foundation talked about, what they analyzed, saying that have somebody move that risk initially onto a private insurance company would save the states and the federal government money. Guess what? It did. It not only did it work, it worked way better than they expected it to work. Because remember, they still had these states that had their programs in place. And what's ironic about this is Robert Waxman is out of California. That was one of the states that had the partnership, and they literally saved billions of dollars in Medicaid costs over this basically 20-year period of time that this went on. So what happened was in 2006, February of 2006, President Bush signed the Deficit Reduction Act of 2005. So he signed that February 2006. And basically what it did is it brought back that asset waiver and it stretched look back. So what they're saying is you can protect assets now, but we're also going to look further back. We're going to remove some of these loopholes that were basically being used by the middle class and the upper middle class, meaning giving assets away so they can just file for Medicaid and get the government to pay for their last year or two of care, whatever it was. So that's really what happened. And in 2006, by signing that bill, bringing it back, that brought back the state partnership program and it makes a world of difference for people today if they run out of money or if they use their they exhaust their long-term care insurance. So I've got to take a quick break here, but stick around. When we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more about the state partnership program and how it works. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio this weekend. Labor Day weekend, can you believe it? I mean, gosh, summer just blew by. My my daughter starts school here on Tuesday. My son is already back in college, and I just think, wow, summer. I just was just getting used to eating out on the deck and enjoying the warm weather, and it's going to start disappearing here pretty quick. Um, we do have a couple classes coming up this month on the 15th, which is a Thursday. So that's going to be a 3 o'clock kickoff West Coast time, 4 o'clock Mountain time. And then we have the 24th, uh, which is Saturday. So that's going to be 8 a.m. West Coast time, 9 a.m. Mountain time. So, again, those are our two live webinar classes. 
And we really, you know, we promote these because it's just a great way for you to just get all this information we talk about wrapped up in a 45-minute package, what long-term care is, what it pays for, what the government programs do, learn about your options, traditional asset base. And then when you're ready, we'll have the steps based out to where we can start figuring out if there's a plan out there will make sense for your situation. So go ahead and sign up for one of those classes. You can just log on to our website at 525longtermcare.com. So the question we had, I started the show saying, I got a question from a listener. What happens if you run out of your money, uh, if you have long-term care insurance and you run out of the insurance? Well, if you have a state partnership program, there's some benefits for you. You can protect assets. Prior to that, you just simply had to start paying your, your, your own way. That's just until you ran out of money and then you didn't up award to the state on the government program. So the state partnership was, again, basically designed to reward people to purchase long-term care insurance through a private company. It makes private insurance the first payer of record, reducing the demand on the Medicaid system. Now, President Bush is the one that really got this back. It started in the 90s with four of the original states. So again, California, Connecticut, Indiana were were three of the four. And the fourth one, I'm just looking at my um, notes in here, was uh, Connecticut, New York, California, Indiana. Okay, so those were all the four. It was the other two that were trying to get a program started back in the 90s, Iowa and Maryland, that weren't able to get it because of Robert Waxman from, from California. So anyway, President Bush signed the, the Budget Reconciliation Act or, 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 or the, um, the Deficit Reduction Act. He brought the waiver back, meaning that we could protect assets from the Medicaid spend-down rules, and that allowed the state partnership to continue to grow. So what happened is most states went to work and they developed these partnership programs. And many of the states actually reciprocate. So if you have a policy in Colorado and you move to Washington or you move to Arizona, guess what? It'll reciprocate. You can, you can still use it. And so that's really the idea behind it is we were trying to reward people saying, hey, go out and get some coverage. And then if you run out of that coverage, we'll allow you to protect some assets so you don't have to spend all your assets down to get Medicaid. And this is really a big key point to this because every state is going to come up with their own rules, but the idea was either had to have a certain minimum amount of coverage or, for instance, Washington State requires that you have an inflation rider of 3%. Colorado does not require that. Theirs is a little bit different. So, But in the nutshell, you have to have a minimum of two years of coverage, which is really defined as what long-term care insurance is. And then if you, you have that plan set up and you spend that money down, you can protect equal amount of assets or for some states that have total asset protection, like Indiana has a, a kind of a hybrid model. They have two choices now, but their total asset protection model says you can protect all of your state. Like if you own a farm, you can protect all of it, even if it's worth millions of dollars, if you have a certain amount of coverage. And so you buy and maintain that coverage and use that first. But how the partnership works basically is you purchase a qualified plan under your state rules this allows you to protect assets. Usually it's dollar for dollar, meaning whatever you have, $200,000, $300,000 of insurance, you can protect those assets. And why is this important? It's just really important because what it's going to do is it's going to allow you to protect assets that will not be recaptured. And I want to spend just a second on what that means. If you're a single individual and you can keep your house, you can technically keep a car, you're going to spend down your your, your cash and savings down to less than $2,000, you're going to start receiving Medicaid benefits. Well, if you're on Medicaid for four or five years, when you pass away, they are going to add up how much they paid out on you. So if it was, you know, $5,000 a month or $60,000 a year for, for, you know, five years, they're going to say, well, you owe us $300,000. Well, if you own that house and the house is worth $400,000, there's going to be a lien on that house for $300,000, meaning you can still leave it to your family. You can leave it to whoever you want. But there, in order for them to take title of that, they have to pay that $300,000 lien off, meaning either go get a loan or sell the house. And Medicaid's going to get reimbursed. So the states are supposed to recapture money that they pay out from any available assets. Your liquid assets were already spent down. Under the state partnership program, when you run out of your long-term care insurance, you can protect assets, and it can be a house, it can be, it can be savings, it can be retirement accounts, it doesn't matter. So where these plans work really well is imagine that you have you know, maybe a quarter million dollars in your retirement account. Well, you can protect that quarter million dollars if you end up in a long-term care situation and you exhaust all of your insurance. You can still go to get Medicaid and still keep that $250,000, which means otherwise you would have to spend that down. If you are 
say if uh, you don't have that retirement account, but let's say that you own a house and you end up spending through all your long-term care insurance, you end up on Medicaid. Well, what they're going to do is they're going to allow you to protect some of the assets that you have, liquid assets. You don't have to spend it down to 2000 So let's say you had 50000 in savings. That was it. You could protect that 50000 You can also protect part of the, the value of the house from that recapture. And so this is a key advantage to the state partnership program is you can protect your assets, truly protect them for your family. Now, where we see this, why it's so important is it protects those assets from the Medicaid spend down rules, but it's also going to allow you more control over your situation. Because the question is, what happens when you run out of your long-term care insurance? Well, in all honesty, a lot of people end up getting kicked out of the facility that they're in, so to speak, because they can't afford. So if they're in an assisted living facility and they're paying $6,000 a month, that assisted living facility does not accept Medicaid, well, the people will have to move and they'll have to go to a facility that accepts Medicaid. And we had a family friend down in Alamosa, Colorado, that was going through this. And she ended up having a heart attack. And I asked my mom about it. I said, I, I didn't even know Janet had a bad heart. She did everything at the assisted living facility. You know, she was limited a little bit physically, but she didn't know she had heart problems. And she was about ready to run out of her long-term care insurance is what the truth was. And she would have been straight to Medicaid, would have been the nursing home down the street. She would not have been able to stay in the assisted living facility. So if you're in that same situation, but you had a partnership program, and let's say you burn through $250,000 of long-term care insurance and you were able to protect $250,000 of cash and assets and savings, well, you still have that two hundred fifty. dollars So maybe the assisted living facility says, you can stay here, but you're going to have to pay $2,000 a month on top of what Medicaid reimburses because their reimbursements are so low. Well, you would have the access to use that money where without that program, you would stay in the assisted living facility until you ran out of all your money and then you just go straight to Medicaid. There'd be no choice. So it's a really nice option to allow you, like my grandmother, if she would have had that state partnership program, it would have been really nice because what happened is she had to start paying 100% of her care as soon as her long-term care insurance was exhausted. So that's one of the things that you can do. The other thing that it does is if you're married, it's going to protect your spouse. Because remember, the community spouse, otherwise the healthy spouse, gets to keep the house. And so if you end up in a, in a long-term care situation... You have long-term care insurance, you exhaust it, and let's again just say it was $250,000 of insurance. Well, you can apply for Medicaid, and the community spouse rules, what happens is they're going to get to keep the house, but it's those liquid assets that you have to split. Remember, the community spouse can keep around $120,000, meaning if you have $250,000, they're going to split that. You know, you each, or $240,000, you would each get one hundred twenty, dollars but then you would have to spend yours down to $2,000. Well, you don't have to do that anymore if you have a state partnership program. So what that did is it allows married couples to protect a bigger chunk of the savings. Because remember, long-term care insurance only pays out when you're in long-term care. So if your spouse never ends up in long-term care, they're going to need that retirement account, that little nest egg savings, because maybe they're just living longer and they're using that money for their, their living expenses. So it is a really powerful tool in both situations, but especially for married couples that can protect assets for the healthy spouse and as an individual, it can protect assets that you can now pass on to your family. Because if you protect any assets, whether it's property, whether it's cash, savings, retirement accounts, you can pass that on to your children. The state will not come back in and recapture it. So it's a very powerful program, that very simple program. But what happened is, you know, it's convoluted in the sense that each state requires different things. And so you have to understand going in when you're buying a plan if you're buying it's a traditional pay-as-you-go plan, those are the plans that are going to qualify for the state partnership plans. The asset-based plans that pay you back do not qualify for that. But again, I think that's okay because it's really two groups of people. It's like the asset people generally have more assets and most of them can self-fund anywhere where the traditional plan is going to generally be people with smaller nest eggs and it's easier to protect a chunk of that nest egg with a state partnership plan. But each state's going to have their requirements, whether it's inflation amounts or minimum amounts of coverage, but just make sure you understand that if you're working on a plan that your advisor looks that up and understands what it takes because it doesn't cost you any more. You just have to have that particular plan that qualifies. I've got to take a quick break for the news, but stick around when we come back. I'm going to introduce you to Joyce, who's 65, and show you how we set up a state partnership plan for her. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 
525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio and the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. You know, if you ever miss any of these shows, and I know I roll through a lot of material pretty quickly, you can always get your smart speaker to play the the latest episodes, and uh, we have them on our website as well, too, at 525longtermcare.com. And we try to just bring a little bit different topic uh, every week, and I know that if you're listening in the car, you're bouncing in and out, you might miss some of this, but yeah, they're always readily available, and they're usually usually uploaded by Saturday uh, to the podcast system, so you can always go in there and then just listen to it. Again, we have a couple classes coming up this month as well, too, in um, September. So jump on our website there. And and when you sign up for a class, all we do is we email you a link and that's it. And then uh, you'll get a reminder saying, hey, by the way, the, the, the webinar that you signed up for is on such and such date. Click that link. You open it up and you can just view it in your browser. You can watch it on your smartphone. You can send us questions, but they are live. So they are at specific times. And you can find that at 525longtermcare.com. So bottom of the hour is when we talk about our client of the week. And this is just an example of how we helped somebody design a plan. And we try to give you a little background on their situation so that you can kind of see like maybe, you know, why did we go this particular direction? Why did we do asset base? Why did we do traditional? Why did we fund it in a single lump sum? Why did we fund it over time? Whatever it is. And this week, our client of the week is Joyce, who is 65. Uh, She just retired from being a teacher. And she is a widow, and she has one adult daughter, and she has two grandchildren, and she's very close to them. Joyce's number one concern by far is running out of money and being a burden on her daughter. She just doesn't want that to happen. Her mother was in a care situation for two years, so she got a taste of it, and she kind of saw what happened on that. Joyce and her sister struggled managing her mom's situation, and she knows it can be you know time-consuming and frustrating and and all the decision-making that goes into that. So she's like, I want to kind of mitigate some of that. She doesn't want to be a burden on her daughter. She doesn't want to interrupt her her grandkids' lives. And she wants a plan that will basically supplement her income if she needs care. So those were her concerns. She's got good income, and we'll touch on that in just a second. You know, steady income is what it is. And so she just needs something to help supplement that. Um, she was in you know, pretty good shape physically. In fact, she got the preferred rating, which was the top rating. And what I mean by that is like some insurance carriers might use three or four different rating levels like A, B, C, D, you know, or preferred, preferred plus, whatever it is, select. So she got the top rating, preferred plus with this particular carrier. So that means you know, she didn't really have any health issues that were concerned, which was great. So it gives her a lot of options. Joyce has a lifetime pension, so she means that, you know, as a teacher, she retires, she knows what she has, she'll have a little bit of increase in that pension, and so she can map that out. She's going to start taking Social Security this next year at 66. She's already got that figured out. So she's in a good situation. She has a retirement account, but she's going to be able to live off of her Social Security and her pension, and she's going to wait to take her RMDs. Right now, it's currently at age 72. They're possibly going to put Secure Act 2 through, which might push that up to 75. But right now she has till age 72 before she has to start taking out any of those retirement accounts. She does have an emergency fund for savings, which, you know, it's always a good idea to have where she just keeps a little bit of cash. Joyce owns a condo and she wants to stay there. And she, she downsized to this condo from their house years ago because it's very, you know, she's like, I don't have to do the yard work. I don't have to do the maintenance. Everything is, it's a nice building. It's a nice safe unit. And she goes, I want to stay here. Everything's on one floor. So hopefully she can age in place there. It's close to her daughter and her grandkids. So she really likes the location there. Her current budget, again, will allow her to basically afford all of this and live off of that with any emergency expenses or something being covered by her savings or her, her retirement account um, should, you know, should she need to dip into that. Again, she's very close to her daughter and her, her grandkids, and she's like, you know, I would, if, if anything, I end up in a care situation. She goes, I don't want to blow through all my assets. I'd rather leave some of the assets to my family. She goes, but, you know, if I can't, I can't, but I, I would prefer that, maybe pay for school or some vacations or just something. And so she was, you know, very thoughtful about that process, just understanding what was at risk after watching her mom go through this. What did she want from her long-term care plan? 
Well, she wanted something that she could pay into over time. She did not want to move a big chunk of her savings or a big chunk of her retirement account out right now. She had good, regular, steady income that wasn't going to go away. So she said, I want something I can just budget for and I can just pay over time. She wanted a company that had really good claim support. And again, you know, part we, we got into the discussion on this and it was like, her and her sister, she said, I said, what was the worst part about your mom's situation? She said a lot of it was just the paperwork. We were constantly getting, you know, bills from doctors and providers. Her mom was in and out of this assisted living facility into the hospital. Then Medicare would pay for this. And then they'd say, oh, you've got to pay for that. And she said it was just a lot of paperwork. So we started talking about how the different companies offer different levels of claim support. And she goes, yes, I want that, you know, kind of concierge top level claim support, meaning that my kids, my daughter doesn't have to deal with that and we don't have to figure out a bunch of paperwork. That would be ideal. So that was something that she wanted. She didn't care so much if her plan paid her back or not. She understood that you could do an asset-based plan that's going to pay you back, but she would have to put more money into that plan. And she said, I don't, I'm not worried about that. She goes, I'm more worried about protecting my assets. I can budget for a pay-as-you-go plan. I'm looking really for an efficient way to get into this plan. And she would like to be able to pay family members to a degree. She said if if her daughter is helping her out or running errands or she doesn't need that much care, is there a way that I can get a plan that can pay family members? Now, this is tricky because if you listen to any of the past shows, you know we have reimbursements and we have cash indemnity. But there is a traditional company out there that offers kind of a combination of both, and I'm going to share that with you today. Here's what we did for we, we really needed to design a plan that we could pay into over time to make, make it work with our budget. So we understood that. And so what we started looking at, we looked at the traditional plans. We also looked at a couple of the asset-based plans, which you can set up and pay into over time. But again, they're going to have some kind of death benefit or return a premium to the carrier or to the family. And the nice thing about the traditional plan is it had that one extra feature that I explained to Joyce, and that was the state partnership protection. So she was able to put a traditional plan in place, and if she exhausted that money, she would be able to protect a chunk of her assets equal to that. And that made a lot of sense to her. So that she really liked that idea. So that's why we ended up kind of focusing back on a traditional plan and trying to figure out a way that we could design a plan for that. Now, if you go with an asset-based plan, they look a lot like a traditional. You can do an asset-based plan where you're just paying into on regular payments over time until you go on claim. But if you run out of money on those, you don't qualify for the state partnership program. I mean, you don't, you don't qualify for the asset disregard. So really, the only reason why that would make sense is maybe if you're comparing lifetime benefits, meaning you would never run out of your long-term care insurance. And there are lifetime Asset-based plans you can pay into over time. There's actually a lifetime benefit traditional plan you can pay into over time. But we weren't going to do that robust of a plan. We, we did, just didn't need to for here. So here's what we really did. We designed a traditional plan that will allow Joyce to have a growing monthly benefit. And so the idea was that she had Social Security. She had her pension. We knew what those were. She also could predict out, you know, Social Security will go up a little bit with inflation and so will her pension. Her pension will increase at a more regular amount. So she already had that kind of mapped out. So she felt comfortable there. So she was looking for something that would just supplement that. So what we did is we designed a plan with her that in her initial bucket of money, so today she's got $110,000. She can pull out of that bucket of money $3,000 a month. So that's in today's dollars right now. She goes out and gets hit by the bus. She's on claim. She gets $3,000 a month. That plan's going to last her just a little over three years. It's going to last her about 36.7 months if she was pulling out the maximum amount because all you're doing is dividing that $3,000 into $110,000, which is her initial total benefit. Now, this policy has a 3% compound inflation rider on it. Now, this is important because this particular state that Joyce lives in requires that she have inflation protection on her long-term care. They don't say you have to have X amount of coverage. They say you have to have inflation of at least 3% to make it a qualified state partnership program. There's no other limits on that. So she could have $500,000 or she can start out at 110 like we did. So what that means on that inflation rider and again, I hate the name inflation rider. Just think of it as a compounding effect. What that simply means is it's going to grow her monthly benefit, that $3,000, and it's going to grow her total benefit, that $110,000.
So if we start today, she has $3,000 a month, but if we go out 20 years, so now she's 85 years old, she's got fifty-four sixteen a month. You go out 30 years, she's got seventy-two seventy-eight a month. That's how much benefit she can pull out every month. If you look at the total benefit, she starts at 110000 Well, in 20 years, it's up to $198,000. In 30 years, it's worth $266,000. So what this does on the inflation rider, and it, it'll continue to grow even if she triggers a claim. That means that the next year, her monthly benefit would be 3% higher. But it's just the idea is it's trying to do what her pension and her Social Security are doing, is trying to keep up with the rising costs. And so that benefit's going to grow. So it should feel like it today. She can add up her Social Security. She can add up her pension, and she says, I have $3,000 on top of that. That will pay for my assisted living facility in today's dollars and give me a little wiggle room. Well, hopefully that would be the same strategy going out because we put that inflation rider on. So the idea is that even though the amounts have gone up, the costs have gone up, she should still be able to pay for most of her costs if she ends up in an assisted living facility or she has to bring home health care in or whatever she wants. So that's how that inflation rider works. Now, there's another really unique benefit on this plan. Remember, she was talking about wanting to maybe pay family members. Well, it's very difficult because on these traditional plans are what we call reimbursement plans, which means when you spend the money, they're going to reimburse you up to that limit, so up to $3,000 in her case. But this company also will give you an option to take 25% of your total monthly benefit and just take that in cash if that's going to work for you. So let's say that she doesn't really need a lot of help, but she needs somebody to come in for maybe two hours a day. Well, what she could do is she could just take 25% of whatever her monthly benefit is. And so today that's $750. In 20 years, that'd be $1,354. So she would just, you know, let's say 20 years down the road, she just says, I just need somebody a couple hours a day. She could hire somebody from the community. She could pay her daughter. She would have up to $1,354 to do that. Now, remember, 20 years down the road, she's going to have a total of $5,400 a month of benefit that she can pull out. She's only pulling out $1,300. That other $4,100 is just going to stay in her bucket of money for her to use later. So that's that cash benefit that allows her to pay family members or if you just need some part-time help. So that's going to also grow. You know, It has that same 3% inflation rider on it. This plan's also a monthly benefit. So what I mean by that is her total monthly benefit, that $3,000, they're going to allow her to spend that over a period of three days, five days, seven days, 20 days. It doesn't matter. Some companies would say, well, it's $100 a day, which gives you $3,000 a month, but they're looking at each day individually. This plan has actually got a monthly benefit. So they don't care if you spend all that money at once the last week, as long as it's qualified services. She has concierge claim support, which means that they're going to assign somebody to her and they're going to help her and her daughter through her long-term care situation. And they're an A-plus rated mutual company, which means that she owns that company, right, as the client. So they're not carving off profits for Wall Street. They're just worried about taking care of their members. It's mutually owned. So it's just a really nice, solid company. It's been around for a long time, and we're, you know, we work with them quite a bit on these traditional plans. Now, what this does for Joyce in the long run gives Joyce a much better chance of staying in control of her care options. It's not a huge plan, but it's very meaningful. And if we go out, and let's just hope that, you know, let's say 20 years down the road she goes on claim, well, she's got about $200,000 of insurance in her bucket of money. So if she spends all of that, that means she can protect $200,000 of IRA or $200,000 of real estate or whatever it is and still get help from Medicaid. So it just gives her a little bit more protection It allows her peace of mind that she doesn't have to die broke on Medicaid because now she doesn't have to spend all her assets down if she runs out of her insurance. She can protect some of that money. And I think it's just, it's a really nice policy. And here's what she's going to pay for this. She's actually going to write a check once a year. She can pay an annual premium of $2,982. So $2,982 is what she's going to pay. So just do the math on that. If she paid in 20 years and she's got, well... 20 years, you're saying, eh, that's $60,000 that she paid into that plan. Well, she has $200,000 of long-term care insurance. So, so again, you know, she's paying, what is that, 27 cents uh, for a dollar of care. But she also is able to protect $200,000 of assets down the future or whatever this plan has grown into. So, again, she'll just make one check, $2,900, and that's all she's going to do. So not a huge plan. I think last week, if you were listening and if you missed it, you go back. We had somebody that put $650,000 in with an IRA, and they got $20,000 a month for life for two people. 
This is at the other end of the yardstick, but it's still a very meaningful plan for Joyce because it gives her state partnership protection. It gives her that peace of mind that between her income, her Social Security and her pension and her long-term care, that should be able to cover a facility for her for three years. And that just gain, maybe she's there longer. But if she is, then she can apply for help from Medicaid without having to spend all of her assets down. So it just gives her a lot of options at a very modest, reasonable priced uh, premium, which she was very happy for. So I'm going to squeeze in my final break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. You've heard me say Brian Ott with 525 Advisors is the best in the country when it comes to long-term care planning. And it's not just me saying that. Recently, Brian was recognized as the top advisor in the country for long-term care plans with lifetime benefits. That's the same type of plan my wife and I have. Well, this is the fifth year in a row he's received this award. That's truly amazing. But when I asked Brian about it, he said he couldn't do it without you, my listeners, because you get it. And you're a bit smarter than the average person. I know that. Long-term care planning is about protecting the people you care about, and government is not going to do that for you. My wife and I put a plan in place with Brian. We have the comfort of knowing that our care will be funded and managed in a time of need, taking that burden off our girls. And if we get lucky and don't need it, our plan will pay our estate back. I know it sounds too good to be true, but it's not. Get the peace of mind knowing your family is protected. Contact my friends at 525 Advisors and work with the best. They'll take time to design a custom plan just for you. Find out more at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio, and thanks for sticking around on this uh, Labor Day weekend. I tell you, just... uh, you know, I'm getting to that age where the end of summer, you know, I remember as a kid just starting school and it's kind of now watching my kids go back to school and I just, I'm looking at all the projects that I did not get around to and I've got my yard dug up right now because I built an outbuilding that took me two years to get through the permitting process and get everything done and then we had the construction shortage and the price increases and all that and now I'm trying to get electricity run to it and uh, I'm just trying to hope we can get it before, you know, the weather changes but it's uh, It goes by fast, so I hope everybody's enjoying this weekend and uh, getting the last bit of summer, and maybe we'll have a little bit of a you know, nice fall, which will be always great. I always enjoy the fall weather. So, uh, again, we have a couple classes coming up um, this month in September. We're going to do it kind of backwards. We're going to do our weekday class on Thursday the 15th. That's going to be a 3 o'clock kickoff, West Coast time, 4 o'clock Mountain time. And then the following, the next or the next Saturday, I guess, the 24th, we're going to have our morning class, and that's going to be an 8 a.m. kickoff West Coast time, 9 a.m. kickoff Mountain time. And, again, those classes are live, and you can just jump on at uh, 525longtermcare.com and uh, sign up for that. And, by the way, on this, somebody has asked me about this. You know, I was just ordering a, a shirt the other day, and it's like, oh, you want our newsletter? And they kept trying to get, you know, every time I'd go to another screen, I'd find a box that was checked, sign me up for this, this. We don't do that. We're not going to 
send you a bunch of spam emails or anything like that. We're just simply going to send you the link. We'll send you a reminder. And so when you're ready, jump on there, educate yourself. That's always the number one step in getting a long-term care plan is find out what it is, what its options are, why it's important. And then when you're ready, we'll sit down with you and try to figure out what makes sense for you. How do we get meaningful coverage and what's the best way to fund it? You know, just like we did Joyce this week, we're going to just kind of go over all our information and figure out, okay, maybe traditional is right for you or oh, let's look at asset base or, oh, you're a business owner. Let's get some deductions in here. So we'll work that out for you. And that's just kind of the way that rolls. One of the things I just wanted to touch on here at the end of, you know, I think one of the, the biggest overlooked things, in fact, I just had an appointment this morning. I was talking with um, a, a prospect and they kept coming back to saying, I think I have enough money. I, I don't know that I need long-term care insurance. And to me, it, that's, it just it kind of drives me crazy. I've been doing this for a long time. Because really what you're saying is like, I've got enough money to shop at 7-Eleven for everything I need. I'm not going to do that, right? I, I, I'm still going to go to Costco. That's, that's what frugal people do and conservative people do. They save their money. And the whole idea with having a long-term care insurance plan, the idea is not that you don't have enough money to pay your own way. It's just that you get to pay pennies instead of dollars. And oh, by the way, you get resources to all these professionals that understand the language. They understand what to ask. They understand how to help you find the right care. They understand, you know, all those things that you need in that long-term care situation where most of us don't understand. And that's why I say it's like your travel guide. So the idea of, you know, that this, this, is it just about money? Gosh, no. And I want to just kind of keep standing on my soapbox and letting people know this is not about money, long-term care. And that's where people just really get blindsided. I've got a very dear friend whose mother just got suddenly sent to the hospital. Next thing you know, she's in surgery. Next thing you know, they got her open. Next thing you know, she's back in surgery. She's on her third surgery. It turns out she has stage four colon cancer. They've had to remove a bunch of her intestines, a bunch of her stomach. Now they got to sew her up. They've got to get her back to a nursing home. She's got to be there for at least two weeks before they can start treatment, but she's going to be there. She's not coming home. She's going to be there for the foreseeable future. And you know, there's all these complex decisions out there, number one, but number two, these people have long-term care insurance. And so they like, at least they know that it's funded. And so what we have to understand about putting a plan in place is that it does a lot of things for us. And number one, it helps us stay in control of our care options. It gives us access to those professionals that can help guide your family. Because remember, if you're the one in the care situation, you're going to get the help whether you need it, you know, one way or the other from, from whoever it is. But it's somebody else that's having to make all those decisions. And when you have that team of professionals, that really takes that burden off your family. And then it also protects your legacy. You know, and the legacy is more than money. Like these state partnership programs, what Joyce was so happy about is that she knows that if she lives 20 years and ends up in long-term care, that the worst case scenario, she's still going to have a couple thousand, hundred thousand dollars left when she dies that she can pass on to her family because the state can't come back in and recapture that whether it's her value in real estate or whether it's her IRA money. So it helps protect that legacy. And it really is about making those last years of your life, you know, not the worst years of your life. You know, that that's what so many people are, are, are just blindsided with. Not only do we have this high cost, we don't know what to do and we don't know how long it's going to last. And so the idea of planning ahead of time is saying, look, I can mitigate some of these consequences. Do I have enough with this policy or is it going to last me long enough to mitigate any situation? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. We don't know that. But what we do know for Joyce, we have a plan now that's going to pay her care for three years. And if she needs it for four years, well, she can get help through other resources like Medicaid without going broke and still stay in control of her care options to a much higher degree than if she just had to spend everything down and become a ward of the state. So I really think that, you know, it protects your legacy it protects your dignity, and I, I think people miss that. Again, running out of money, and you know, it has this emotional effect on people. That's the number one fear in, in survey after survey. AARP, all these surveys have done this. What's your number one fear for retired people? It's running out of money before they die. And part of that is because why? If you're out of money, you lose control of your options. You, you know, a lot of people just say, I lose my dignity. And that's why people are like, oh, I, I think I have enough money for long-term care. They don't, they, it's a matter of pride. I don't need to have insurance because I have enough money. But in the back of their mind, 
you know, they're going to pay more than they need to, but they may not have enough money. And so that's always the million dollar question that's out there. So when we talk about long-term care planning, we're looking at it from, you know, a little bit higher view down. It's just not simply whether you have enough money or not. Statistically, I was just at a conference and we were going over some of our clients with the insurance company. I said, statistically, I will tell you that nine out of 10 of these people that took this policy out will never run out of money in a long-term care situation. The reason why they have these plans set up is because of the value, the value proposition. They're going to pay pennies for dollars of care instead of paying do- you know instead of paying a dollar thirty for a dollar of care because they had to drain their retirement account, and pay taxes on it. They're going to pay twenty five cents for that dollar of care because they have the long term care insurance. They're going to have access to professionals. They're going to alleviate the burden on their family members. And they're going to get paid back if they never use it, if it's an asset-based plan. So these are the reasons why people put these plans in place. And you just need to understand that the rules are pretty harsh. And that's where the state partnership program came from. They're trying to encourage people to get insurance through a private company because that financial burden on the government is just forcing us to raise taxes. You saw that Washington State passed a mandatory long-term care bill. Pennsylvania is getting ready to stroke their uh, sign the, the the bill, and it'll probably go into effect in January. It's going to be very similar to Washington. So if you have family in Pennsylvania, guess what? They're going to work, they're going to get taxed, and they're going to get a minimal benefit of $100 a day, and it's going to be just like Washington. So the only way out is if they have a plan. So states are looking for help. So, hey, you've burned another hour with us. Thanks so much. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. I'll put a new show together and be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.